Today on the Daily Gator Daily Thought, a man dies at a Dunkin' Donuts. You're not going to believe this story. You've got stars, celebrities, oh, they're seeking victimhood status so badly. They're going to talk about the racism they face. Oh, God. We've got a story about how the media creates narratives and hate crimes. Salon tells us that Republicans are all cartoon villains. Of course, that's Salon. Or bad writers go to get worse. And David French is nothing but a damn sellout coward. All today on the Daily Gator Daily Thought. Welcome, my friends. Welcome to the Daily Gator Daily Thought with me, Doug Hagen. Now, let's get right into this. Let's go to uh, Salon Magazine, where awful writers go to become awfuler. Chauncey de Vega wrote this piece. It was published on May the 7th, and the title tells it all, my friends. Today's Republicans are cartoon villains who pose a dire threat. To America's health and safety. Yes, those damn Republicans. They always try to cough in my face every time I see them. Especially at Ron DeSantis and Ted Cruz. They're the worst. Today's most prominent Republicans almost seem like cartoon villains, DeVega writes. They are obvious in their schemes, exaggerated in their evil. Sociopathic and antisocial as a group. And mean for the pure joy of it. Wow, that kind of sounds like most of the writers at Salon, actually. Or maybe the Democratic Party as a whole. Definitely the fraud squad. Uh, have you noticed the squad, by the way? They just they just can't get enough Israel bashing in, can they? While Israel's fighting terrorists of Hamas. Here's my advice. Israel, go finish the sons of bitches off. Enough. But back to De Vega's piece here. They somehow, he writes, are still able to imagine themselves as being noble, misunderstood victims. Donald Trump, the acknowledged master of cartoon villainy. Oh, I think that's actually Yosemite Sam. I'm not sure, but I'd vote for Yosemite Sam. He's a rootin' tootin' cowboy. I mean, come on, man. Come on. Or at least maybe that skunk, Pepe Le Pew, who's always sexually harassing the, the cats. They'll have white straps on their back because he thinks they're skunks. What evil. What evil we had to watch as children. Consider how Republicans reacted to President Biden's speech to Congress last week. Uh, 
it provided a national stage for their cartoon villainy. He's really pushed his cartoon villainy stuff, isn't he? During his speech, Joe Biden said that lead, and by implication, other harmful materials, lead, excuse me, should be removed from the country's drinking water. This is hardly a controversial position and should have nothing to do with holding liberal or conservative political views, but Republicans as a group sat in silence, largely refusing to applaud such a basic and commonsensical approach. Well, I know I've watched State of the Union's addresses and, and joint sessions of Congress getting talked to you about the press. And you know what? The opposing party, the party not holding the White House, they usually don't stand for a damn thing. Oh, they did it to Trump. Hell, remember Nancy Pelosi tearing up a copy of Trump's speech at the State of the Union address? Remember that? Chauncey. Remember that? That's right. How how was that for being a cartoon villain? No one, no one deserves to be considered cartoon villain more than Nancy Pelosi. I mean, she's the wicked witch of the West and the nosy old bitty neighbor who, who wants you to uh, to watch your kids more carefully. Right? She's the neighborhood busybody. That's what Nancy Pelosi looks like. And of course, Republicans don't want lead in water. Chauncey, you write as if you ate a lot of lead paint as a kid. I don't know. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Environmental pollution is lethal, he, asked. he adds. Scientists estimate that air pollution all alone kills at least 200,000 people in the United States each year. I wonder what the source of that story was. The Guardian, so I didn't, I didn't fact check this whole thing because... Considering the asshat that wrote it, it's probably all lies. Biden also condemned gun violence and mass shootings. Biden also advocated for, tell, stop me if you've heard this expression one or two thousand many times, Law, uh, common sense gun laws. Yeah, we've had enough of that BS. Laws supported by a majority of the Americans, including a large proportion of gun owners. I don't believe those stats either. You see, common sense is, is defined quite differently by hacks like Chauncey here and real Americans, real people who actually use their brain. The plague of gun violence the country is going through, he writes about, estimated to have killed at least 38,000 Americans in 2019. Uh, well, most of those are suicides. And the fact is, Canada, when they really went hardcore on their gun control laws, uh, the number of suicides by use of firearms, in other words, the number of people committing suicide with firearms, went down. But the overall suicide numbers didn't go down. They just found different ways to kill themselves. Some of them even resorted to reading pieces of Salon idiocy over and over, and that killed them immediately. Uh, but Chauncey is not happy. He also writes that gun violence est is estimated to cost the U.S. economy at least $229 billion each year. Yeah, how much does Joe Biden already cost us, Chauncey? How's that for common sense? Uh, Republicans again sat in silence and refused to applaud. Don't they know they must bow to the master? Hell, why didn't they, why weren't they taking a knee and bowing their heads and 
holding signs that said, I want to kiss Joe Biden on the butt. Please, Joe, sniff my hair. Come on, Joe. Come on, man, sniff my hair. The problem with people like this idiot who writes for Salon, of course you have to be an idiot to write for, for Salon. The fact is, if you try to submit a piece to Salon, the rumor is that they give you an IQ test, and if it's above 60, they won't take it. Uh, what is this? This is good, though. I have to read before I close this story. Chauncey de Vega writes, In one of the greatest crimes in recent human history, the Trump regime and nearly the entire Republican Party engaged in acts of criminal negligence by refusing to properly respond to the coronavirus pandemic. Their actions quite plausibly led to the death of hundreds of thousands of Americans who might otherwise be alive today. Well, you know that uh, those... Uh, those uh, vaccines that are going around and around and getting people needles in arms, as the expression was for a while. Uh, Moderna, Pfizer. I had a Pfizer. Um, I had two, actually. And Johnson & Johnson. You know, the experts, the people like Chauncey de Vega, were mocking Trump by saying he's going to get, in less than a year, he's going to get vaccines out to fight this pandemic. That's how little Trump cared, supposedly. And the fact is, people are, oh, two years at the minimum, five years, it could take years, uh, Trump's an idiot, basically. Well, guess what? In less than a year, needles were going into arms. And that's because Trump didn't put up with uh, the usual BS. He got on the FDA's ass. He worked with these companies. He worked with everybody he could. Put politics completely aside and got vaccines out well before year, Chauncey. You ought to be on your knees if you're so worried about that, the COVID virus and the number killed. You ought to be on your knees kissing the behind of Donald Trump, quite frankly. But you're not intellectually honest enough to do that. So, you know what? For this show, I'm going to cancel you, you hack. Let's go to someone else as unscrupulous as you are. Patrick Dent, writing in the... Chicago Contrarian blog uh, has a problem with uh, the media in Chicago. The propensity for Chicago journalists to deliver biased news has always aroused both suspicion and anger among many Chicago residents. A bias that many journalists in the Windy City do not even attempt to conceal. Uh, many of Chicago's news figures have often been described as cunning scheming, and duplicitous. And readers have simply concluded a majority of print or TV reporters strictly abide by the maxim, the ends justify the means. If you want to describe the left in one little statement, all of the left, the ends always justify the means. When they say by any means necessary, they mean it. Recently, Chicago residents got another good look at how the media operates and it and uh, <clears throat> and media's willingness to superimpose a racial narrative over a news event because nothing sells like racism now. Unsurprisingly, race played no role in the May 1st incident in Logan Square, though Chicago's media would have you believe otherwise. 
Chicago's police are in a unique situation where, on a regular basis, they are able to actually witness an incident firsthand, then observe the media, mangle the story for their own purpose, and in real time. While former President Donald Trump may have popularized the term fake news, Chicago police have for years understood the local media is an agenda-driven propaganda engine of the left. So prevalent is the media bias, sites such as CWB Chicago and Hey Jackass have become required reading for the intellectually curious, as other news sources seem to be fake by design. Over the past weekend, officers serving with the 14th District responded to Logan Square where a man had driven his pickup truck onto the parkway separating the east and westbound traffic on Logan Boulevard and into a group of picnickers. Unfortunately, the driver of the vehicle briefly pinned a woman under his vehicle, leaving her injured. Uh, she survived, thank goodness for that. Uh, but the 57-year-old driver of the truck, a man named Timothy Nielsen, has previous convictions for aggravated kidnapping, threat, and even extorting money from an escort service operator. In other words, he was a violent felon whose ass should have been in prison instead of driving and running over people because he's a psychopathic bastard. But back to the story. Uh, Nielsen is alleged to have become enraged at yuppies with dogs, picnicking, and is said also said to have told a bystander, watch what I'm going to do, before jumping a curb and striking the 42-year-old white woman. Clearly a newsworthy story. The truth that a white career criminal attempted to murder a white woman. That was not the story the Chicago media chose to run with. Because agendas. Although a yuppie with dog is not a protected class, an acquaintance of the injured woman just so happened to be Asian. At least one news outlet began reporting that a witness heard Nielsen yell an Asian slur. However, of the numerous other witnesses closer to the incident, none could confirm any slur against Asians was uttered. And again, the woman injured was not Asian. She was white. And the original source was uncertain what Asian slur Nielsen allegedly shouted. Uh, sound like maybe someone just made something up. Unable to corrupt, corroborate this detail, news outlets refuse refused to let facts get in the way of their agenda and even started to simply report that other news agencies were reporting anti-Asian slurs were declared by Nielsen prior to the attack. Expectedly, once that seed was planted, the local media, in truth a cog of the Democrat machine, was off to the races with their favorite pastime, dividing the city via identity politics. Calls for a full investigation of this anti-Asian hate crime baffled the members of the Chicago Police Department, who were busy conducting an investigation of the numerous crimes perpetrated during the incident, but found no evidence of hatred for anything other than apparently unattended dogs frolicking in the grassy park, and young professionals picnicking on the grass. Not content with focusing blame where it belonged, demands were made for Mayor Lightfoot and CPD to take action to address this imaginary racism. And there you go. Uh, the hardworking members of CDP must have been surprised as the media broadcast a press conference by the head of the Asian American Caucus, all but accusing the police of negligence.
even as officers succeeded in charging the man with attempted murder. That's not good enough, though. They had the police were supposed to play along with a fake hate crime narrative, even though there was no evidence. Even though the person hurt the attempted murder charge was for one white person driving his pickup truck into another white person. And somehow that's supposed to be painted and, and twisted into an anti-Asian American hate crime because that's the real narrative the left's trying to drive right now is that us crazy white Trump supporters, who probably all drive pickup trucks, hate Asians for some reason, which is complete and utter BS. But the media does that, folks. Over and over and over and over. I remember, hell, this was uh, probably five years ago. Uh, someone had left a, a paper at work and I was reading it and there were two stories. Dallas Morning News, if you need to know. But two stories about unarmed Hispanic men being shot by Dallas police over the weekend. Note the key things there. Unarmed Hispanic men shot by Dallas police officers. Except when you read the two stories, both of the unarmed Hispanic men had knives. Both of them refused multiple demands from the police to drop the knives, put the knives down, and one of the, then they both charged that police. Then they were shot. But if you just read the headlines, you would take you would say, "Oh my god, they just they're killing Hispanic men for no reason. They were unarmed." That's what the media does. And somehow they manage to go to bed at night and uh, and live with themselves. I don't know how that how that is, frankly. Now let's talk about David French. You may not have ever heard of David French. He uh, used to be a, a conservative columnist and Republican. Who a lot of his pieces I kind of liked, but when Trump rose, he slowly went into. Uh, Trump derangement syndrome madness and turn into a complete leftist. And he joined the Lincoln Project. You know, the Lincoln Project of all those great, wonderful, anti-Trump, quote, Republicans who apparently like young boys. I'm just, I'm just saying I've heard rumors. But the blog Ace of Spades points out uh, that the Dispatch, which is founded by conservative thought leaders, in quotes, I would put thought leader Steve Hayes, Jonah Goldberg, and David French uh, has been avidly defending Facebook's ban of President Trump without disclosing the dispatch has a financial relationship with Facebook. Oh, what integrity, David French. What integrity. Uh, this is from the other McCain blog, by the way. And the thing with David French, he, he truly has the disdain for conservatives, apparently. And especially Southerners. He's he's really got that anti-Southern bigotry. Like he's smarter than us dumb Southerners down there. That's right. Because we all run around barefoot, swimming in the creek, and hell, making babies with our cousins at family reunions. Right, David French? Goofy bastard he is. In case you've forgotten, McCain writes, the dispatch was launched in late 2019 and by early 2020, had acquired uh, something north of a $6 million in investment capital from, well, who exactly? Good luck on finding news reports with that information, but suffice it to say that it came from rich people who hate Trump and Trump voters. And according to Ace of Spades blog, 
This includes Facebook, you know, where Trump is currently banned. See what see what six million dollars will get you? It'll get you a little walk behind her like David French licking your scrotum every chance he gets. What this means is that Facebook and other rich liberals are paying David French to smear you and me and everyone else who is conservative and supports Trump. So basically he's just a not just a walk behind her, he's a sellout because all those conservative principles he used to have and argue passionately for can't find them. Now it's all anti-Trump, anti-Trump, anti-Trump. And the pieces he's written at the Dispute, good God, it's horrible. He's unrecognizable, his writings now and of a few years ago. Hell, even two or three years ago. That tells me he's not a man of any type of principle or standards. It's very sad, actually. And again, he's getting paid to smear us. So that means if someone else, I guess a conservative who was rich, came and laid some significant money on David French's uh, doorstep, hell, he might start writing like a conservative again. He Basically, he's one of those dolls that cost millions of dollars, apparently. All you do is pull the string on their back and they spew out certain things, and you can program them. That's what David French is now. I have a special disdain for conservatives. I'm saying that with air quotes. Yes, I am. You can't see it because this is not a visual medium. But trust me, I am. I'm not David French. I don't lie and I don't sell my positions for money. Sex, maybe, but not money. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just trying to get some humor in there, lighten the mood. And David French is a conservative thought leader. No, he's not. None of these none of these people are. None of the Lincoln Project were. They were just former fake Republicans who are into boys, I hear. I'm just saying. And into covering it up who didn't want Trump reelected because they did it for money. Money, money, money. That's what drives them. There's no principles. And if you don't have principles, the things you write and the things you say, you might as well use them instead of toilet paper because that's what they are worth, my friend. Let us stipulate, McCain, perhaps up here, that David French may be acting in good conscience. That is to say, perhaps French, who is, after all, an alumnus of Harvard Law School, actually does believe you are a dangerously ignorant, hate-filled crypto-Nazi who deserves to be arrested by federal authorities and locked up in Leavenworth. And this is what every Harvard alumnus thinks, that the 70-plus million Americans who voted for Trump are an existential threat more dangerous than Al-Qaeda or ISIS. And according to Joe Biden or President Mumbles, remember he said the January 6th incident, I can't even, you might call it a riot, I guess, shouldn't have happened, not excusing it, not advocating for it. It was stupid and moronic. But that incident, according to Joe Biden, and David French would probably vouch for it if someone drops enough money in his pocket. Uh, he's, uh, President Mumble said what? The worst attack on our country, or country, or democracy, he said. We're not a democracy, Joe. We're a republic. Look it up. Have an adult read it to you. 
Have Dr. Jill write it, read it to you, maybe. The January 6th incidents, riots if you want to call them that, that Trump did not incite, by the way, those in, that incident on January 6th is worse than Pearl Harbor? It's worse than the 9-11 attacks? Worse than the Oklahoma City bombing? Worse than uh, any mass shooting? It's worse than all those things? Really? It's worse than the First World Trade Center bombing? Well, you got a screwed up, uh, screwed up sense of, of right and wrong there, President Biden. And so does David French. And now, you know, and concluding here, Robert Stacey McCain of the other McCain. The point, however, is that people who run Facebook think you're dangerous and they're paying David French's bills, so when he goes on CNN to join Brian Stelter in eating 1,200 Twinkies, oh, wait, no, that was a different show, I guess, in warning the CNN audience about how dangerous Trump voters are, it's because that's how French earns his pay. Can you say, hack, boys and girls? I thought you could. Okay, kids, now who wants to talk about Liz Cheney? She has been removed. Uh, she has lost her House GOP leadership, apparently. How terrible for poor Liz. I don't know how she ever made it. How she'll ever make it. And all she ever did was basically turn her back on her constituents in the great state of Wyoming. You know, over 7% of the people in Wyoming voted for President Trump. So what did Liz Cheney do? Their representative of the state of Wyoming. 70%, more than 70% voted for Trump. So what does this this uh this woman do? She decides that she just she had to vote to impeach Trump. Really? And had to vote why? Why would you vote to impeach the man for the January 6th riots? Who according to President Mumbles again are the worst thing to ever happen to America or something. And then she's surprised that the voters don't want her there anymore. She wants to hold on to her leadership in the in the uh, in the house. Uh, at least she was the third ranking uh, Republican in the house, according to CBS News. Liz Cheney was removed Wednesday. That's today, boys and girls, from her leadership position among House Republicans. She was ousted as conference chair in a voice vote by the House GOP members shortly after their closed-door meeting came to order, and the meeting was adjourned within 20 minutes. Didn't take long, did it, Liz? After the vote, Cheney told reporters that she will do everything I can to make sure the former president never again gets anywhere near the Oval Office. Okay, Karen. She faced the ouster from her leadership post for openly criticizing Mr. Trump and plans to ask for the manager if he ever gets near the White House again. We have seen the danger that he continues to provoke with his language. Really? Liz, you know what you sound like? I know you used to sound like a genuine conservative Republican, but now i got to be honest with you, Liz. You sound like a damn Democrat. You sound like a liberal. You would say you sound like a liberal liar, but that would be repeating myself. We have seen his lack of commitment and dedication to the Constitution. And I think it's very important that we make sure whoever we elect is somebody who will be faithful to the Constitution. Uh, and who would that be, Liz? 
the Democrats? Because that's the only people you're helping right now are Democrats. Well, I guess you are helping the people in Wyoming of uh, because they're going to probably not elect you again. But you know what? Why is Liz doing this? Is she is she truly just outrageously outraged? Is she really that passionate about the Constitution and the, quote, integrity of the Republican Party? No. Liz Cheney is, I think she's contemplating a run for president. And she might have been able to get elected. Who knows? But she had to, to go and attack Trump. Why? She had to say all these nasty things about him. You know, Liz, you claim to be a conservative. Trump was a damn good president by conservative values. Look at our border, Liz. Look what a uh, absolute disaster it is right now. That wasn't happening under Trump. He fixed that. Consider we had uh, some vaccines that became, well, became reality to fight COVID, and they were getting needle, needles put in arms before he ever left office. Well under the two to three years, most of the experts predicted. In fact, they mocked Trump for saying he'd have it have vaccines multiple, and he got three in less than a year. I call that success. Look at the economy under him. Look at us being energy into freaking pendant under him. Now consider where we're at. Consider what Hamas, the terrorist scum, is pulling right now in Israel. Attacking innocent Israelis. Happening under President Mumbles. Maybe you like that kind of thing, Liz. I don't know. But uh, please, stop. Think about what you're doing. When you voted <coughs> excuse me, to impeach Trump and then to kick him out of office for nothing, the January 6th riots, President Biden can call them the worst thing that's ever happened to mankind or whatever the hell he wants to make up. The fact is... There was, no, there was no culpability for President Trump in that. And you're too smart not to know that, Liz. Maybe it's personal with you and Trump. But by God, the man did too many damn good things for this nation. And now, XL Pipeline closed down. Thousands of jobs gone. New Ford plant's going to be built right here in America. Now it's going to be built in Mexico. More jobs lost to American workers. Maybe you prefer that. Maybe you prefer losing to winning. And I mean winning the country winning, Liz. And I got to say, I used to really admire you, but you're nothing but a hack. And what is it for? I don't think it's purely ideological. Sadly, I think you're just another political, political hack with their finger in the wind. Was it a book deal? Maybe it's a book deal. I don't know. Maybe you figure that, hell, you're going to leave Congress and and uh, you can get a gig on CNN or MSNBS with the other idiots and liars and bottom feeders, you know, bashing Trump and making stuff up about him. Maybe you're going to pursue that. I don't know. I don't think it's ideological purity. I don't think it's concern for the country. I don't think it's any of those things, uh, Liz Cheney. I think you are just... Uh, this part of the swamp, basically. And that's a shame. Because 
I used to really admire and respect some of the things you stood for, some of the things you stood up to. Apparently, though, uh, well, I guess we all have our, our motives, right? We all have our reasons, right, Liz? So, goodbye and, frankly, good riddance to Liz Cheney. Cut her off without her. And all those people saying the Republican Party has to decide. We either cast Trump out forever or embrace him. When you have a president who was as, as successful as he was, who cares how eloquent he was or wasn't? He was successful. And because he was successful, the president was that Obamacare mandate that made everyone pay a lot of taxes if they couldn't afford Obamacare, basically, that's gone because of Trump. The individual withholding increased greatly under Trump. Trump did so many good things. But apparently doing good things for America isn't what you're about, Liz Cheney. And uh, I hope uh, Representative Stefanik does, does the job you were not capable of doing. So good riddance to bad rubbish as far as I'm concerned. Take care, Liz Cheney. Take care. And now let's go to my old hometown. Literally. Uh, this happened about uh, maybe a mile, mile and a half from where I used to live, where my grandparents lived. And so much time this there in, in uh, Palm River, Florida. Pardon the auto video plays on this. I hate that when the video just starts playing. Deal with that, will you, Sun Sentinel newspaper? Come on. But in uh, Tampa, Florida, police there said a Duncan. It's not Dunkin' Donuts anymore. It's just Dunkin'. Maybe donuts were canceled. Maybe they're racist. I don't know. I can't keep up anymore. Uh, but a Dunkin' store employee, this is hard to even believe I'm saying this, fatally punched a 77-year-old customer in Florida after the employee said the man repeatedly used a racial slur against him. Now, before I read some more details here, let me ask this question. 77-year-old man used a slur or called you a bad name. So you came out from behind the counter and you confronted him. And this guy was 27, still is. A 77-year-old man is dead. So you came to confront granddad because granddad might have said something racist or that hurt your little feelings. Now, I'm not defending people who say racist things. But sometimes when people are 77... They say things that don't make a lot of sense, say things they wouldn't normally say. Sometimes they lose their train of thought. Sometimes they get agitated and, and frustrated and say mean things. Sometimes they just mumble while they're addressing a joint session of Congress. President mumbles. But this 77-year-old man, you just had to come out from behind the counter, confront him, and apparently when he used the slur again, you punched him. And big surprise, a 27-year-old man hit a 77-year-old man, and they fell, and they hit their head on a concrete floor, and three days later, they were dead. And now you're facing 30 years in prison because you can't control your damn temper. So excuse me, I don't, I don't know if I believe this 27-year-old this punk's excuse or not. To me, when you do what he did, you're just a punk. You're just a, a lower form of life, frankly. Uh, the victim 
uh, was not named by police, was punched on May the 4th. He died three days later. This has led to a manslaughter charge against 27-year-old Corey Pujols, who worked at the store, Duncan store, located inside a Marathon gas station at uh, 410 South 50th Street, just south of the Leroy Selman Expressway in Tampa, according to an arrest report. Pujols told police that the man was extremely rude. Well, that's certainly something to kill somebody for. I mean, Andy, old man, old, old man, hell, even maybe even old woman, right? Corey runs his mouth. You, you want to knock them on their ass, right? And if they hit their head and die, oh well, because you're a an offended social justice warrior. Maybe I don't know your politics, Corey. I don't know, but uh, someone was extremely rude to me, so I'm gonna hit him. And the man supposedly called him a racial slur. Pujols, who is uh, black, excuse me, try not to cough, said he confronted the man about the slur. Okay, rule number one, when a customer is rude to you, blow it off. When a customer calls you a racial slur, say, you know what, sir, I can't help you. Now, I've bartended for years, managed restaurants for years, so I know about this uh, not too long before I left the airport job. There was... There was a, a, a woman and her literally four-year-old daughter, because in talking to the lady, I learned the girl was four. Cute little kid. They were standing at this little to-go window that the go person wasn't work yet, and I was helping her. And uh, uh, this guy comes up, and he says, uh, how much these bought? He grabbed a bottle of water. How much is this? And again, you're at the airport. Prices are going to be ridiculous. Uh, price was two ninety nine. I thought uh, it's two ninety nine, and he very loudly says, "Fuck that!" And I said, "Sir, there's a there's a little little kid right here. Please don't use that language." And he said, "You know what? Fuck kids." And I said, "You know what, sir? I don't think you're going to get help here today. You, you should go somewhere else." And he went off mumbling something. See, I told him, "You're not welcome here." Basically, even though I didn't have the authority to do it, I'm just bartending. But you know what? I had the moral authority. I didn't go out and punch the guy. I didn't go out and kick him in the nuts. I didn't go out and get into a shouting match with him. I just told him in the politest voice I could that uh, watch his mouth, please. There's a little baby, a little kid right here, literally four years old. And then he said that, blank kids. I said, you know what? We can't help you. And he walked away. Why would I want to go and get into a physical confrontation with him? And especially if he'd been 77 years old or an elderly person. So, Corey Pujols, I don't care what your skin color is, but why the hell is a 27-year-old man, and I use the word man loosely in your case, going to assault and batter and eventually kill? And I don't give a damn if it was intentional. I doubt you meant to kill the man, but you didn't mind striking him in a fashion that made him fall. You know, old people have balance issues. They're not as sturdy as they used to be and when you hit them they can fall and a lot of elderly people meet their end that way and now you're facing 30 years in prison Corey Pujols and you know what I don't feel bad for you this wasn't a case where someone assaulted you defended yourself this was you being the aggressor this was you taking the law into your own little social justice warrior hands and the slur, of course, was not described by police. 
Use your imagination. I don't know what he called him. Who cares? You don't hit someone over that. You don't. And uh, the victim fell backwards when he was hit. Hit his head on the concrete floor. And the Tampa Bay Times reports an autopsy shows the man suffered a fractured skull and brain contusions. So that was a, a hard fall. Uh, Pujols was put in jail May 11th. And... That was yesterday. Wow. And without bail on a charge of aggravated manslaughter of a person older than 65. Uh, carries a maximum 30-year prison sentence. As far as I'm concerned, it should be life in prison. Because people like Mr. Pujols here, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the facts of the case, I guess. If this is what happened, and by his admission, he hit the man. Uh, if that's what happened, he doesn't need to be in the public anymore. Because he's a threat and a danger to other people. Because clearly morality does not enter his world. Uh, I just I just can't tell you anything else. To me, this is the kind of person that does not need to be in the public. And not because he's black. Because he's violent. And because he's dangerous. That's the only reason I would say that, folks. Because that's what's really important in this case. And... Again, just use your head, people. You, you can't have that kind of temper in this world. You're going to meet your end, or you're going to end up in prison with a, with a death on your mind uh, for the rest of your life. And anybody who cares about you, loves you, you're punishing them too. They say violence isn't the answer, and sometimes it is. In this case, it wasn't even close to the answer. And... Uh, so sad and I feel for the man's family and uh, I feel for Corey Pujols's family too because they have to suffer for his his uh, irrational dangerous and frankly evil behavior if you want to support the delegator.com my friends the blog the blog that started it all go to the first page there and the first post just uh, hit the PayPal button you want to support this podcast the world's most dangerous podcast Daily Gator Daily Thought offends more liberals per listen every day than any other podcast in the world, and I guarantee it. If you want to support this, this the Daily Gator Daily Thought, anchor.doughagan. Enter that into Google or Bing or any other search engine worth a damn, and you'll come up to, to the page, and you can contribute there. You can sign up to do it monthly if you want to. And yes, of course, I will always, always, always make a commitment to you as the listener. I will take cash in envelopes anytime. Thank you very much for listening. Remember the three golden rules of life, my friend. If you're left, you just ain't right. Oh, God bless America. And yes, go Gators. Have a good one. Take care, my friends. God bless, and we'll talk to you very soon.